Hey, y'all, just a quick heads up. The episode you're about to listen to is eight to 10 years old. Now, these episodes were intended to be evergreen, and I still believe there's a lot of good information in these early episodes, but I do want to let you know that some of my ideas have evolved over time. Times have changed since we made these episodes, and ultimately, I'd like to think I've grown a lot as an artist and a human and that these don't necessarily represent my best work or the best of the podcast. If you're new around here, I suggest starting with the most recent episode or at least go back to around 300 and move forward from there. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. It's the uh, Creative Pep Talk Podcast. This is uh, your host, I guess, Andy J. Miller. Um, I'm an illustrator and designer, and um, I make uh, work that it's kind of like graphic illustration. I've done work with uh, Nickelodeon and Google and Sony and people like that. That's kind of what I do. I make books. I do advertising illustration and um, editorial work, and uh, that's kind of my thing. And um, I wanted to create this podcast to help other people kind of find their creative thing in the in the creative professional world. It's a it's a tough game and it's a long game and um, there's a lot of confusion and it's easy to feel like you're alone. And I think that um, these uh, podcasts are just like conversation starters. So um, you know, I'd love if you get on Twitter, you can find me on there and. Um, I'd love to hear more about what your ideas are on this, um, on this topic. You know, I feel like I love to, uh, have conversations about these sorts of things. I love to talk about, um, creative professional pursuits and yeah, I'd love to hear more about what you, what you think about these ideas and, um, yeah, just what your perspective is. You know, I think, um, today what I want to talk about is, uh, overthinking. And I had this, uh, moment yesterday, um, where I, I was kind of struck by, I saw someone who I consider to be pretty wildly successful, um, saying that they overthink things. And it just like sparked something in me because I just felt like I've seen so many people that are wildly successful that use this term in like a self-deprecating way. Like I just overthink things and I just got, I got to thinking about it and I thought, man, I I think maybe we need to reframe the way we, we, we think about overthinking things. You know, I feel like, um, you know, I feel like that so many uh, people do this and, you know, you'll hear someone, they'll ask, they'll be asked about a project or something that they did and, They'll go into crazy detail, you know, and they'll go down deep into these layers and all the ways that they thought through it and all the strategy and analysis. And then they'll top it off with, um, you know, it's lighthearted and it's not a big deal, but the self-deprecating statement of, I'm, you know, I overthink things or whatever. But the truth is, I think that it's that quality that makes these people wildly successful. I think it's, it is this, this overthinking. Um, and I want to just think about what is really going on there? What is this really about? Is this something that, um, may, and maybe just for those of you who 
do consider themselves overthinkers, maybe there's ways of reframing that so that you don't uh, dismiss maybe one of your most positive uh, attributes when it comes to your career. So I got to thinking about it, and here's kind of one way I, I felt like I could look at it. All of my analogies are always ridiculous, but I feel like they they do serve a purpose, so I just I keep rolling with it. Now, if you know me, you know that I grew up listening to uh, 90s R&B, Boys to Men, and uh, all that. It's a long story why that is that way. Uh, I'm not really super into R&B anymore, um, but um, that's just my story. And so when I got to thinking about this topic, I started thinking about, um, I like to think about people in other... uh, creative pursuits because it kind of usually can help you get fresh eyes on looking at your own industry and your own own pursuit. And so I started thinking about Thong Song, all right? I started thinking about Cisco. I started thinking about how, um, how comparing Cisco to another artist in the R&B field that is comparable in that they're in the same genre. Their music was different in a lot of ways, but it was 90s R&B. So I started thinking about Usher and started thinking about Cisco. And I started thinking Cisco had that giant and arguably terrible song, Thong Song, uh, and it just exploded. I think it was like late 90s. Um, exploded. It, it, it sold millions of copies, and he, he was just at the height uh, uh, of his popularity. And I bet that there's part of that that felt amazing. And I, and I bet that there were even other artists uh, in his genre that looked at his success and were really jealous of that moment that he'd captured. And I think in the moment, it was easy for maybe people in that to think that this was the start of some giant um, pop career, you know? And I think it's easy to get caught up in that moment. Then look at Usher, okay? He had an album around the same time. He was kind of gaining popularity at the same time. He had different successes, you know? He was nominated for Grammys in in R&B and, um, you know, had had hits uh, in the R&B sector. And he's someone who I feel like I've kind of noticed has been very intentional about his career. And whether you like his music or not doesn't really matter. Um, but I, I feel like if you, you know, if the last, the past two, um, in the past three years, he's, he's continued to win Grammys, win more, um, than he has his whole career and have bigger hits than he's had in his whole career. Now that's 15 years on, 15 years later, nobody knows who Cisco is and Usher is coming out with his probably biggest singles he's ever had. And he's reinvented himself several times. Now I think, I'm so interested in these people that are able to reinvent themselves. Not because, I think there should be a thread that runs through it, that's kind of authentic, that's um, honest. And I think that as long as you have that thing going, I think that overthinking quality is what enables you to look at the market, look at what's happening, and then make decisions on it. Don't copy it, but make decisions on it. Maybe even react against it. And I think when you do that, you're gonna get to somewhere 
um, that's interesting more often and more consistently uh, uh, be successful and grow over time. I think about, I often put my, myself in the shoes of these uh, one-hit wonders, and I just think, gosh, what a, oh, that would be the worst, um, the worst thing, the worst feeling in the world for me personally would to feel like I struck gold on this one thing and I never could replicate it. And I think about this a lot, how, what does it mean to craft a successful, a successful, sustainable career over many years? And not just that, but how do you continually ramp up your uh, victories, like what you're achieving? Um, how do you continually uh, improve what you're doing and, and continue to um, get better at what you do. You know, I think that that's something that definitely concerns me um, as a creative professional. And I think that those are good examples, um, even though they're ridiculous at the same time. I think the ridiculous ones are just more fun and, and kind of paint a picture that's a little bit more obvious because they're so detached um, from our kind of perspective and environment. This episode is supported by In The Making, an original podcast brought to you by Adobe Express, the all-in-one content creation app included in your Creative Cloud membership. If you are trying to boost the YouTube, TikTok, Reels content side of what you're doing, one episode of In The Making that I think will be super useful to you is their episode with John Yushai. I think John's method for including his audience in the process is really inspiring. And if you want to hear about that and more about leveling up your game in the creator economy, just search In The Making in your podcast player to listen. Many thanks to In The Making and Adobe Express for their support. really needed to rehaul my website. I was talking to some web people, looking around, and I got intrigued by Squarespace's new fluid engine, partially because it just sounds cool, but also because it allows you to drag and resize and layer up anything you can imagine. I dove in, rebuilt my site. It's the most me site that I've ever had. I just absolutely love it. Launched it. Got such a great response. Some industry illustration and designy peers even reached out and was like, hey, who coded this thing, man? I'm like, y'all, I did it by myself. No coding with Squarespace's new Fluid Engine. I told him, like, you should go check it out. You're going to be surprised with what you can do. And I built this thing before Squarespace reached out to sponsor the show. So I was like, boom, easy peasy. I was going to tell you about this new site. Anyway, go check it out, AndyJPizza.com, if you want to see what I did with it. If you want to try it yourself, make a site that's totally you where you can build a portfolio, sell content and courses and all kinds of other stuff, head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with promo code PEPTALK, all one word, all uppercase. So um, that leaves me with... um, all right, I've kind of I've painted that picture. Now I want to talk about what's really happening with these, with with this so-called overthinking. Because I think sometimes um, language is one of the biggest barriers for understanding. You know, because I think you know you can talk about semantics, you can talk about um, how words don't matter, or 
you know, you're just using different words. But I think the truth is the way that we understand things is uh, with words. That's how we understand. So when you get the right words, your understanding changes. And so I feel like this overthinking, a better way to describe it, it's usually strategic thinking, analytical thinking, mindfulness, and thoughtfulness. Now, I think another example of this is Radiohead. I'm not actually a giant Radiohead fan, but I love watching their career. As they grow over time, they reinvent themselves. They're very mindful in the way that they go about making music, in the way they go about selling music, in the way that they present themselves. And I think that um, they're a great example of how overthinking actually pays off. You know, I'm also reminded of this example of uh, Christopher Nolan, who I'm a pretty big fan of, actually. Um, Inception's one of my favorite movies, actually. I, uh, I'm a big fan of, like, dreams. I, I myself have these crazy, ridiculous dreams almost every night. And um, Christopher Nolan, if you read the story of writing Inception, which was um, the second highest grossing film, sci-fi film, Um, of all time that wasn't a sequel or a remake. And it was also just an amazing movie. Um, If you read that, you read that he he originally was going to make it as a horror film, and then he decided to make it a heist film, but then he felt like it wasn't, didn't have enough emotional depth, so he he added the, the kind of romantic, psychological aspects of it. And it took him 10 years to write that movie. Now, how many times do you think, as he's going about in that process, did somebody say, you're overthinking it, man. Like, shoot from the hip. Just get it out there. Like, just do it. You know, and I think there are times, there are times when you need to think like that. I totally think that's true. But when it comes to the overall trajectory of your career, I think you do need to, so to speak, overthink things. You do need to be strategic. You do need to be analytical. I think that, um, so yeah, that, that's kind of the, the reframing that I think we should be um, trying to do. I think that, um, you know, I think this goes back to the episode about pain where when you're having that gut churning feeling, those, that pain and that cycling of emotion, um, you should not see that as a sign that you're doing the wrong thing. When you feel like maybe I'm overthinking this thing, um, You shouldn't see that as a sign as you're doing the wrong thing. I feel like that's just part of the process. Part that pain and that overthinking and that confusion and that reworking, retooling is part of the process. And I'm sure down the road I'm gonna do an episode about the value of spontaneity, the value of um, shooting from the hip, and the value of just doing something. That's all true, but you know I'm a firm believer that. The, the, the key to wisdom is nuance. So wisdom is about knowing what to do at the right time in the right place and being able to discern these things beyond like extreme extremism and rules. Uh, you know, extremism and rules are like the opposite of wisdom. Wisdom is about understanding what's happening in the moment and being able to make the best decision um, based on all of the nuances, all the gray areas. And so there is a time for those things, but I think for the bigger picture, the bigger trajectories, um, yeah, really thinking through, really being analytical and strategic and about your, 
about how you approach your careers actually that's I feel like that's what separates um, good and great. I think these people that go go on to um, big greatness are actually the people that really dig deep and think through what they're doing. And you know, another side to this is I think a lot of people say that oh, I'm overthinking things or I try too hard or whatever. I feel like some of that's rooted in this idea that trying hard isn't cool. You know, I think if you actually studied what cool is in our culture and, and in previous culture, what that's all about, a big part of it is not caring. But, but man, I'll tell you what, um, I have such a hard time connecting with people on a real human meaningful level with, with, with a human that doesn't care or acts like they don't care about anything. They're not passionate. That's the... That is the, the, the thing that makes me connect with someone the most. They really care about something. And I think it used to be called nerd. Like you're a nerd because you care too much about this one thing. But I think that, that that is the defining characteristic of someone who goes from good to great. I think you get a lot of these young gun people, and some of them are amazing talents and totally deserve it and go on to be um, even better. But I think sometimes you get this raw, amazing talent. They shoot from the hip, and just what they do is perfect in the moment. And it's um, and because they haven't had to work like crazy, it just comes across so cool. But the truth is, I feel like unless you dive deep into this thing and you reach in deep and you really try to develop and be strategic and think through all of these things, um, you're going to fizzle out. You're going to be a one-hit wonder. And I don't think anybody really wants that. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of the full story on this. And I, you know, I really believe these things. Um, you know, just to kind of end, I feel like um, I'm getting a lot of good responses about the podcast. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to try to get them out there a few times a week, um, kind of as many um, up to one a day through the weekdays as I can, just so I can just be a nice like thing to put on the morning, kind of get revved up um, in your creative endeavors. Um, you know, I feel like this can be a tough thing to do alone. It can be a tough thing um, to emotionally even sometimes for a lot of artists. And so that's kind of why I'm doing this. And um, I'd love to hear from you. Love to uh, talk more about all these things um, and uh, come back um, for more. I'll uh, keep, in, keep in touch. I hope you enjoyed it. hope you got a... Um, a nice uh, creative pep talk for the morning. Uh, thanks, guys.